Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey Legends, it's Tuesday morning here. A few things to go through. We've got the bye period here, the next three games obviously, and I've hidden all the 11 games that have gone previous, and everyone that's had a bye there, it goes all the way in that in that diagonal there, thanks to Scoop, all the way until the Warriors with a bye this week. So every team under that has not had a bye, and that means they will have three over the next, what, 16, 17 rounds. So that's something to keep in mind, guys, that if you are looking at certain players in those teams there, they still have three buys remaining, whereas all the 11 before have already won out of the way. And, you know, do they have them in this period here? Do they have one in this section and then one a little bit later? You're looking at the Dolphins who had their buy in 11. They have next buy in 16 and then they have a gap all the way through until 21. That also happens with a few other teams. Warriors have their buy now. They have one in 16 and then one in 22. So that's where the issue here lies with guys like Bulldogs. So 13 and 17 and then one in 23. You look down at the Eels, and they have not had one yet either. They have two in this period, and then one a fair bit later. Cowboys, the same, two in this section. You have, you know, the Rabbitohs probably have a better schedule if you're looking for by coverage, because you get guys that play 13, 14, then they play, they miss 16, they got 17 and 19 there, the other big buy, and then a buy in 20. So if you're looking at Rabbitohs guys that don't play Origin, there's good coverage there. And as I said, everyone that had... Their buy previously has a better selection. They're a better selection going forward because they have either one in this section or, or similar to the Dragons, one in 16 and 20 there. And then they're not too bad for the rest of it. So that's something to think about. I also want to go through sort of my tips and predictions for this week. I think it's going to help my tipping and hopefully it helps yours as well. Just to think about these games less from a fantasy perspective and more from an actual NRL perspective. So we'll go through those. And then also want to jump into, which we'll do now, going through each position and just a general idea of where we're at. Obviously, the last few weeks I've been previewing each position, you know, heading into the buys and those that are good selections. And yeah, as I spoke about in yesterday's video a little bit, just another update on where my team's at and, and sort of what you want to look at, guys, to make sure you get a 13 on the park and not a 14 or 15 because you can only play 13 in round 13 there and then looking forward to sort of anyone that can cover round 16 as well. Whether that's a guy that's going to be a red dot in 13, they're going to help you in 16. So, you know, the Penrith guys, the Storm guys, they play, they miss 13, 19. So they play in that 16 one for you. So whether or not... 
they're going to be a keeper in your side or they're just going to be a guy that plays and does solidly, doesn't lose you too much cash, you know, that kind of thing over the buy period. And then you trade them out at the end. That's something to think about as well. So let's look at obviously my squad. As I said there, we've got the center position set up. I don't have the wing fullback position set. We only have one guy that's playing in that position. So that's something I need to look at either this week or potentially you can just go till next week. Considering we in round 13, we do move to four trades. That's something to think about. You don't want to be pumping four trades all the time considering where you know, I'm down to 16. I know a lot of you guys are worse than that. Some are a little bit better at 18 or 19, something like that. People squad are at 18 there. So something to think about. The wing fullback position is really tough and I'll go through that in this video as well. But do you want to be spending multiple trades there? Or do you just cop the 12 or something like that? So you, you bring in a second wing fullback. You know, if Walsh doesn't make origin, he could be a good one to slot in. Uh, obviously, Drinky and, and these types of players are going to work out okay, but they're not slam dunks, <laughs> that's for sure. Centers are good. Half position, I'm good. I've got Johnson and Brown, and obviously Katoa as well. Oluwapu will play 14 for me, which will be cool. Uh, edge position, we have Lukey at the moment, so I'll need to get a second one for that. Mid position, I am pretty well good as well. In that one, I'll need one more for that one. And then Hooker is fine there as well. So currently sitting with, you know, missing four players in the moment. So I've got nine available for 13. So I might have to make, you know, one this week, potentially two, could be zero as well. And then just trade hard next week. So there's options. You know, you can, if things work out this week, I'm worried about Hosking and where Liam Martin's going to play. I really think Liam Martin will start this week. And I'm very, finding it very difficult to see Scott Sorensen after a double and how well he's been playing to be dropped back to the bench and play through the middle. I can understand them, them doing it, but I can also see Hosking come off the bench as well. Liam Martin play a bit of edge, moving to the middle and going from there, or Hosking plays limited minutes. And if he is on the bench, he is a sell. So that's the frustrating one there. We'll, we'll wait and see, but um, yeah, decisions like that will, will potentially have to be made for sure. But the hooking position here, guys that play in 13 that would be of note is obviously just Jeremy Marshall, Jeremy Marshall King up top in that one. And then you're looking at guys like Wade Egan and yeah, not much there, not much from there really. So it's Robson and Jerry Marshall King are the only two that are really going to be solid for you. And then if, if Cook's in origin, it'll be Mamazelis or something like that. And yeah, if that's the case, he will play a couple of those games. He'll play 13 and 19. So he's a, a sneaky one in that hooking position if you don't have a Robson and you're not that keen on Robbo. But yeah, for the most part, he's pretty cheap now and you doubt that he could play much worse in terms of his fantasy scoring than what he's doing as, as, as of right now. In terms of mids, I think there's so many middles, guys. So it's not a position I think you need to worry about. What I would think about, though, is if you're looking at guys to potentially bring in in these certain positions, obviously, Hawes, Brods, Bellin, there's a little bit of a cloud as to if they're going to play Origin. So if you're looking at these guys, I now that it's one week away from their selection, so you know, teams will be selected on Sunday after the games, especially the New South Wales team, I think Queensland used you just before, potentially. Uh, but these kind of guys that are on, on the fringe of Origin, you know, Hudson Youngs, DeBellins, Hawesbras, there's lots of them, obviously, Madison, Hopgood. Like, there's so many of these guys. Like, oh, are they going to get picked? There's only 17 guys to get picked. So not all of them will. Um, and obviously, we hope that a few of the incumbents, a few of the older guys do get selected. But these type of selections, guys, I think you need to avoid them this week uh, just in case they do make origin. Because if they do, that's going to be a bit of a, a tough trade-in. The last few weeks, it's been fine if you brought into Bell and you know, whatever happens there. The other inter interesting thing is with Griffin now being sacked, What's going to happen with DeBellin and Bird? Does anything change with that Dragon side or, or do they kind of keep it the same for the next few weeks and then whoever comes in as interim coach is going to take over and change a few things? That's something to think about as well. So 
middle position here. So guys that are going to be playing for Blake, likely Madison, likely Hopgood. I see Hopgood as a really good trade-in. He's getting above that 50 price now, obviously, with his 80-odd a few weeks ago. And the good thing with him is he has four games over 70 now. So he definitely has that boom game. He also has that lower game because he does get the negatives. But he plays really hard, and that's what allows him to get tackle breaks, offloads, and tries as well. So Hopgood, Madison, and Fennel Blake, the definite options in that one. Carrigan will be an origin. All these guys don't play. Tarpanair, Horsburgh, DeBellin, these types of players, obviously a solid one. I personally think I'm going to wait until 13 and get Toru Harris. Yeah, there's, there's a thought of getting to Tatola. There's a thought of getting Flegler. These types of guys there. Obviously, Harrison Edwards had a good one, and he'll have a very low break even. But Toru definitely, if he's playing 80 minutes each and every week, he misses one game from round 13, and that's only 16 there, which is a tough one to miss. But... Yeah, you can definitely make trades around it. Like Brandon Smith, I'm going to be using in the middle in round 16. McInnes probably makes his way from my side. I have Hopgood that could play in the middle. So there's a few options there. And, you know, missing Harris that week, but he's going to be so big in every other week. And he's a keeper. So a cut price keeper, 671. He hasn't played this week, so you'll be able to get 13 at the same price, which is going to be cool. So that's all the uh, general thoughts on that middle position, really. Obviously, guys like Fisher-Harris don't play Origin, but he misses 13 and 19, so... Yeah, the weeks that you probably want him, yeah, that's that's where he's going to be, and he's not a keeper long-term, so it's kind of a, a rental. Obviously, Paseca, I think now it's probably not worth picking him up just because the uh, momentum he has has kind of faded a little bit. Still getting decent minutes, but the, the points are there, especially with them getting yeah, a lot of points put on them pretty regularly, like sort of 20 in the first half last week during his stint. Obviously, not ideal. Um, you know, obviously, guys like Adam Elliott, if we get another, like, a decent score from him, we'll be at an okay price at 570 to be able to be selected. So... Really, on the mid mids front, guys, there's a lot of them. I don't think it's a position you need to worry about for 13. Maybe you know, a little bit more for, for 16 is the is the worry for that middle position. If you're looking at the edge, as we said, yeah, this is the opposite to the mid position. There's heaps available in 16. Obviously, Hosking and Big Trent Leoro uh, are going to be available there as well. Currently, I have Lukey on the edge in 13 for me. And as I said, it's a very tough one. So Fafita won't play. And if you don't have him now, unless you're a head-to-head guy, you shouldn't be selecting him in your side anymore. Hopgood, I'm likely to, to use in that position. I think guys like Hudson Young and Frizzell, obviously both a chance of playing Origin as well. So if you don't own them, it's very hard to select them in your squad this week. But uh, yeah, I understand why you would look to. Guys like Isaiah Papali'i, if you can get through round 13 with a couple of cheaper guys, obviously Andrew Davies, an interesting one at the moment as well, in the mid 400 uh, what, 480 or something now after that decent week. He's obviously a sneaky one that can get you 40-odd, 50-odd in those you know big buy rounds um, if he continues to keep that spot. And obviously, with Sean Lane out, I think it's a little bit safer now. Andrew David, they really like what they've you know, been able to get out of him. See someone for the next few weeks. Isaiah Papali, if you want to get someone for you know 16, which is going to be really good, then, then Papali is going to be your man for that one. Looking down the line, Gilbert, you'd say, is a good chance of playing Origin. Jaden Sewer as well, 629 is a solid pickup. Obviously, getting another 50-odd. Uh, Sean Lane is out now, so there's yeah, not too much to gain with him. Bryce Cartwright might get that start again. Um, and yeah, how much? how is that going to change things for the bench for the Eels? Obviously, Oregon Kafusi will return. Sorry, Oregon Kafusi is a Sharky. Um, he was Eels last year. Um, Hopgood yeah, still will be able to get decent minutes. you got Madison there. They're still missing RCG. You miss Sean Lane. Cartwright probably goes to that position. Do they, who do they bring back onto the bench as another lower minute forward? I think that really helps Madison. It really helps Hopgood as well. So that's kind of it for the... Um Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The edge position at this stage, and then we go to halves, and it's kind of you know that mixture of those guys we've been talking about with Brown, with, with Johnson there all doing good things. You got Foggs, you got Reynolds who will be a little bit cheaper after, you know, missing, sorry, he'll miss this week. Does he miss this week? Actually, I'm not sure. Did he end up getting cat one? I don't know if it was, but um, yeah, either either way, he's going to be uh, 660 or cheaper coming into round 13. Do you pick him up? Eh, it's probably hard to. Moses comes back this week and then he's a sneaky one in 13 if he does lose a fair bit of cash in that one. But that's really all, other, all the other guys that are in my current squad. And then you go to the centers, and this is a little bit of an easier position, obviously, than where we're at with the uh, the wing fullbacks. There's a good chance that Gagai apparently misses Origin, so that's actually huge news for the center position as well. But again, it's Lemuelu, Bird, Gagai, Tomoko. The top four guys there are all available in 13, Panasini as well. But it's obviously something to look out for is round 16 when Lem is out when Bird is out. That's why I think Joey Manu, it looks like, guys, that he's going to be out for the two weeks, I'd say. The type of ankle injury he got is just that you know, that rolled ankle style where the ligaments that you do damage in that, it isn't a big issue. If it's a high ankle sprain, it's a lot worse. That's where the syndesmosis comes in. And uh, it sounds like Manu will be fine. And he's going to be really important in 16, either in the wing fullback or the center position. And I think center is going to be the, the, the position you need him in because all these guys are for, for Penasini do have a buy in that one. Gagai, I think, would miss. Yeah, he wouldn't play that one either. Uh, he will play that one for um, Fantasy if he if he uh, doesn't make Origin, which he could eventually get back into that squad as well. So even if he does this, miss this one, it's a little bit tough on in that sense. All the Sharkies guys, they do play, so Talakai will return uh, as well. Farnworth, they they missed that one, the, the Broncos. So yeah, it's a little bit tough. Obviously, the top guys at the moment, Hammer might play Origin as well. So it's Tass, you know, his potential cheapy. Ramian will be an interesting one for 16 as well. So center position is really the guys up top, and that is really it at the moment. Wings and the fullbacks, it's Miller up there. Obviously, Karaz is on the return. You've got Ruben Garrick, who's going to be... Yeah, yeah, Karaz not for 13, but yeah, for 14 onwards. You have uh, Garrick, who's going to miss 14, but he's going to be a player in 13. He's an option this week. Fairly cheap. Reese Walsh, as I spoke about, if he misses Origin, he could be a sneaky one, but again, could miss out. Second origin, they do have a buy though, so it doesn't really make too much of a difference. You got Drinkwater, who is obviously a solid pick still. Avrilo snuck up to 503k, so he's, he's more expensive than Garrick, and so that really says something, doesn't it? Um, in that one there, so yeah, not a lot of options, guys. If, if Turbo misses origin, then that's wild, but he would be a player in 13. So Kyle Feld, he's probably made a bit too much cash now. Seb Chris, all potential options there, but that's all you'd really look to uh, pick up in those positions. So yeah, Johnston. Yeah, real cheap option at 437 now. Uh, center position as so Billy Smith, you know, could be a buy this week, but he misses 13. And 
know, how many roosters do you want in your side right now? It looks like Teddy will probably be a hold considering they play Dragons and they need a bounce back game. Man, they need to play well, don't they? So I've already moved Manu out of my side, assuming he'll miss this week, but we'll obviously find out in team lists a little bit later. But yeah, that's kind of the general uh, theory with all of the positions at the moment. And as I said, those next three weeks is going to be very interesting with Warriors having their buy and then a lot of their guys being a good purchase in 13. But really, it's, it's Torval Harris, um, Adam Fenor Blake, those type of players there. Bulldogs, they miss 13, and then they're a solid buy because they miss round, uh, They play round 14, round 16, round 19, and 20, and then have a buy in 23. So any non-keepers, you'll be able to move them on by you know, round 21 or something anyway. Eels, guys, they play all the three majors. We know about them. Cowboys, they're a solid pick because they play 13, 14, 16, and also 17, miss 19 there. So they're, they're obviously a good one, but you don't have too many considering you're around 15. You, you don't want to have, be really short with like a couple million on the bench with Robson, with Drinkwater, with Lukey, with you know all of those kind of guys. Cotter, whether you, know, you still own him by that point. Also, when you think about Broncos and Rabbitohs, as I said, the next three, four games for them is going to be good. And then they miss 16 as well. So keep that in mind, all the teams that miss out in 16 as well. All right, let's finish this off with my predictions for the weekend. I would assume that the Panthers win this game considering they're kind of building into some form. Probably over this buy period, they do have a, a bunch of guys out resting, that kind of thing. So if they can get this win, that gives them a little bit more luxury to rest a couple of players, I think, as well. So that will be important. It's going to be a massive, fun, closer game, I think. Broncos coming off a loss will want to bounce back and they'll want to show these Panthers guys and, and the whole league that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. So I think it'll be a great game. Broncos have all their players. Hopefully, Reynolds is there. If he's not, it makes it very, very tough for them. Panthers, obviously, Luai wants to show the world that he is going to be in origin. So I completely see that. But I, I will be picking Panthers. I don't think it'll be a big win. I'm going Panthers by 8-10 to 10 on that one. In the Dragons-Roosters game, I expect Roosters to come back with a bang. There's a stat there, obviously, if, uh, of coaches that get sacked and the team comes out and wins that week. I just find it very difficult for them to come out and win after a very emotional week. So Roosters are needing a bounce back, and I can't see this being uh, too crazy of a, of a win for Dragons. Roosters, I'm expecting them to win by about that eight margin as well. It could be real ugly, or it could be really close. So, yeah, I think either way, I'm just expecting them to win and bounce back. Rabbitohs up against the Eels. The Eels are not playing well enough. Even with Moses coming back, they do need a bounce back game, but I expect the Bunnies to to just be too good overall. Again, they've got all their, their whole team there. Murray played much better on the weekend. You've just got game winners in Walker Luttrell. Um, yeah, just so many so many good players there that can, that can do their thing. And they're just a better side at the moment. Tigers played really well on the weekend, and then Rabbitohs just, yeah, they still kept them to zero, and, yeah, we're able to, to climb over them at the end. So, yeah, I think Bunnies in that one. I'm expecting them to win by about 10 in that one. Sharkies up against the Knights, and the Knights really, you know, rallied well on the weekend, but the Titans fell apart. They're away from home now. It does go to Coffs Harbour, which is you know, obviously a neutral one for, for either. But the Sharkies, after their de defensive and, and, and their general effort in that second half the other day, I expect them to bounce back and you know, get a, put a, an 80 minutes together, which they haven't done in a while. They didn't play great against Dolphins. They didn't, you know, they played good in the first half, but not in the second on the weekend. And Knights let in a lot of points. So I'm expecting Sharks to, to put on a little bit of a clinic in this one and win by 20. Uh, but yeah, anything can happen, obviously. But yeah, uh, Knights away from home after a big win. I think that took it out of them. Obviously, there's a lot of points, and defensively, they're not good enough at the moment. And before that win there, they weren't playing very good, so that's that. 
Tigers and Cowboys, I'm expecting this to be fairly close. Obviously, Leichhardt Oval apparently hasn't been the, the, the fortress that you would expect it to be. I've gone and watched the Cowboys uh, against the Tigers at Leichhardt, and it was a pretty poor Cowboys performance. So I'm actually going to tip the Tigers in this one to win by six. They played really well on the weekend, even not being able to score. I think the, the two wins before that has given them a lot of confidence. And, and Cowboys, obviously, the last two games have been good. But they've also played the Roosters, who were bad, and then Dragons, who weren't very good at all last week. And they did only score their tries during a period where Sullivan was off. So they went nuts in that sort of 10-minute period to get two or three tries. And then from there, the game was you know, fairly close. They, you know, they didn't really win the second half. It was very close on that sense. Um, and Tigers at home, I think, can just sneak over the Cowboys. But I would not be surprised if they uh, if they lose that one and the Cowboys win. So, yeah, tipping the, the Tigers to win by four. And Dolphins and Storm, it's going to be very hard to tip against the Dolphins. And I think I am going to tip the Dolphins in that one. Storm was solid on the weekend, did have a few things go against them. They also had a few things go their way as well with Carrigan going off with that hip drop uh, sin bin and then not getting charged. So yeah, it was just a very strange game, that one. Dolphins have been playing really well. They absolutely, absolutely ambushed the Sharks and teams coming off a bye have been winning every game except for the Storm losing to Bunnies, which shows that yeah, you have to be a good team to, to, to miss that one. Um, Every team has been winning. So I think Dolphins, I'm going to tip as well in this secondary upset, or my second pick as the upset this week in that one. Again, it'll be very, very close, winning by four, the Dolphins, in that one. It'll be a lower scoring game. I'm thinking 22 to 18. So yeah, obviously Dolphins have been kind of letting teams get away and then coming back and winning. I think this is going to be the weird pick of the week. Storm still playing okay. They have all their troops there. Uh, I can, again, I can see this going either way, but to, you know, to, to go against the grain a little bit, so I'm going to pick the Dolphins by four. Dogs and the Titans. Again, I think I'm going to have to double down on the Titans after they had a really poor showing. They'd been winning, and then that one on the weekend was just not good enough for them. So I expect a bounce back. Obviously, at a core, not at Belmore. I think that helps the Titans, obviously. Um, it's going to be a very close game as well, but yeah, a fair, bit, a fair few points, I would say, in this one. Probably a 30 to 22 or something like that to the Titans is my tip in that one. But I think, yeah, the dogs have every chance as well. And then I will be tipping the Raiders in the last game. They continue to find a way to win. Eagles weren't very good on the weekend. They had a lot of ball in the second half and still weren't able to find a way to score. Every chance that they could put it together if Tommy gets a little bit more health in him. Garrick has looked much better. DC kind of doing his thing. But I'm going to tip the Raiders, uh, given they're at home in this one, as the, as the biggest reason for that win. And uh, yeah, I wish you all the best of luck with your tips. I know a few people ask me what you know what my tips are each week, and I thought that's a cool way to go through each and every game. And obviously, if you're playing a little bit more of a matchup base in your in your fantasy uh, picks, then this could be the way to do it. So good luck with your tips, good luck with your team this week, and we'll see you in teamless this afternoon, which is going to be very important to our sides heading into round twelve. And next week's team lists are going to be even crazier once we find out Origin team list, and then the round thirteen team list there. Good luck, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 